0: Getting table. Getting
1: table. Getting tabled.
0: Getting table. Getting table.
1: Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang.
0: future people are you listening to episodes 19 of getting
2: tabled with your host the Bruce. hey i'm also from the future just not as far in the future as you guys
1: and of course good old captain socks happy new year everyone and it's good to be back Bruce good to have captain us all Parker. here yeah, yeah and, i'm like 16 hours ahead of you okay
0: shush i got the episode number right this time
2: yay how many episodes has it been since you've done that
0: uh, four now i think
2: we are so professional Right? Everybody pick on George because he doesn't know how to count.
0: Three, I don't know what it is in any more. Yeah, yeah. I deserve that one. <laughs> um things and stuff it is 2020 um lots to come um we've already started doing lots of stuff this year actually so
2: we have we have like terrain videos we have pictures of hobby and stuff we have an instagram now we have an instagram now i didn't even know that i just set it up today you just set it up nice to know
0: Yes, we have an Instagram.
2: Does this mean I have to install Instagram on my phone?
0: Uh, no, unless you want to uh, help uh, spread the good word of getting to... Spreading the good word is important. Speaking of words... Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Yes, that's right. New year, new news. What is in the news?
2: Well, with my 2020 vision... I am hilarious. I started with some new stuff coming out of Mantic. So we've had hints of the Abyssal Dwarves coming already. We have seen a couple of screenshots of some built models. We've actually got pictures of the Sprue coming now. They're being launched initially with Kings of War Vanguard, which is their skirmish-sized game. And before people ask, it came out before the Age of Sigmar equivalent. In fact, it's significantly before. Um, Urso shows... Uh, there's some of the monsters that they're releasing new versions of. These, like, stout warrior things. And some big guy that looks like he has an oven on his back. And some Rutkin slaves. So for people that miss the fact that you don't have uh, Skaven slaves anymore, well, Mantix's gone, hey, we can do those. We can make slaves. Oh. Yeah. The context of that needs to be really good. Or
0: you're going to sound like a terrible, horrible person. <laughs> Um, oh okay. so looks really good uh i games workshop this is what we want for chaos dwarves when you bring chaos dwarves back no arguing do this or something like it so you don't get sued
2: yeah i, I i'm in the minority of some i've always loved the concept of the chaos dwarves but i don't like the chaos Dwarf models i hate right? the chaos Dwarf models i know that people love the pointy hats I can't stand them. I know that's my problem and I'm in the minority, but I'd really like to see something new because if they just do that again, to be fair, I don't think they're actually going to give us what we want. I don't think we're going to see Chaos Dwarves come back in Age of Sigma um i hope they do i'd love to be wrong i just don't see it happening um i do however still await with bated breath for the day that i get back into Blood Bowl because you need to give me chaos 12s in Bowl. right and not the um, ugly old models
1: i was gonna say you want the new some new sculpts not the old sculpts as we were talking a few weeks ago yeah
0: yeah big time yeah yeah we, we want new pretty stuff not all old, old stuff mm. old, old stuff
2: the thing i like about these mantic ratkin slaves um, is there still man-sized rats, but they're still down on all fours. They kind of they feel more rat-like. Uh, none of them have that wolf head-looking or, head or monkey. Yeah, they, they don't look like they're um, wolves and monkeys like some of the Skaven line still does. Um, they've outsourced most of that now. Not outsourced. They've outdated most of the monkey and the wolf-looking stuff now, but there is still a couple of them
0: um next um howlers uh not the uh screaming letters from harry potter but a new faction in uh war machine
2: hordes i'm i'm not a hundred percent sure on that Uh, as for the harry potter thing i'm just gonna smile and nod and pretend i know what you're talking about
0: I know what you're talking about, George. Thank you, Captain Socks. Thank you for being. I- a- I'm not a Harry
2: Potter person.
0: Um. Anyways, so uh, Howlers, a uh, new faction for. It looks like War Machine because it says War Machine. However, yes. it could be Hordes because Warmer Hordes, there's a reason why it's Warmer Hordes. Hordes can be used with War Machine, War Machine can be used with Hordes, etc., it looks more horde to me than war machine
2: yeah i could see that they do still have that um the aesthetic of the armor and stuff which matches with the war machine though uh
0: it looks it looks too organic like it's a horde but um war machine does have more factions in it than uh hordes does right now so this could be a you know coming into the war machine to add the so there's an even number of factions for the the balance
2: yeah looking at the official website they just get listed on the website by themselves. So without knowing, because I'm sure that there's somewhere in the privacy press side of things where they explain where these are coming from. Um, but it doesn't really tell us on the advert. They look good though. I'm not a huge. I'm not into War Machine and hordes, and we don't talk. I don't think we talk about it enough. Um I prefer the look from the horde's side than the war machine side. Um just the aesthetic of war machine doesn't do it for me. But these models are gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Uh prior to your press uh so so here's my experience because I do have a uh, protector of men- Menoth army. The the models as they display on the boxes do look amazing. Yeah. But- when you go, sorry, my Apple Watch start talking. I, I hit the the crown just right. So, um <laughs> but when you go to actually build and put together the minis, there are there are gaps that they. If we're talking about skill level, if we're talking like a Games Workshop kit where you know you clip this this plastic and put it together, you know you're looking at seven and a half, eight out of ten for for ease. The privateer stuff is more like five and a half to six.
2: Yeah, I I found that with the stuff that I brought as well uh it's definitely more akin to older models than newer stuff in the market that's what a lot of people want though um there's also a lot of restic in their line i find it amusing that i'm not hating on war machine and i say that because i know that the warmer heads community to get kind of vocal at times Um, But everybody always criticizes Mantic for using Restic, which is a horrible material. But everybody gives Privateer Press a pass on using the same material. Or at least that's how it feels. Um, Look, their models do look good. Um, But I do feel that they've been getting more detail out of their stuff for a bit longer than Mantic have. Uh, Mantic definitely targeted the cheaper demographic. uh, And that's not a bad thing. Um, War Machine have been moving in other directions lately as well. Um, Their newer stuff seems to be avoiding RESTIC for the most part, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, They've certainly not stopped using it entirely yet.
0: Yeah, my, uh, my FLGS is just finishing up a league, which...
2: I should have gotten
0: into, but I didn't get into, and by the time it was just like, yeah, I'm going to get into this, oh, I'm really far behind, I'm not going to do this, you know. So, uh, if they if they get another one going, uh, I may have to jump into that uh, since I, I do essentially have, like, an army, you know, and I don't need to drop any more money than I've already been dropping on stuff.
2: Yeah. Which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, reading the description of these on the official website, it appears that the Howlers are their own separate entity, and that they're things that can can be brought into certain... I'm going to say certain armies because it's very rare that you get to bring these sort of things into everybody. Like a mercenary Um, almost. it's, It's sounding like a mercenary. It's saying like... Uh, though they're considered infernals, so infernals must be a separate thing. Uh, howlers are not as intelligent as their greater masters that enslave them. Um, maybe infernals are a new faction in and of themselves.
0: It could be. Um, or or the infernal is like you know the equivalent of the uh, the warcaster, and the howlers are the the jacks. So, to
2: speak. yeah, it's possible.
0: No. Next on the list, we have a very very pretty mini and i mean pretty The
2: the forge world one
0: yes Uh, well i mean uh, granted it's painted so that's going to exacerbate its its appearance at least when it comes
2: at least when it comes to forge world stuff forge world minis on the website are usually painted fairly well um and I, i say that because games workshop has a history of being very hit and miss with how their website materials their website models are shown well, um, it
0: could be even more mess now these days.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I'm going to miss that, man. For those that are wondering and have not heard yet, the whole Duncan being gone thing. Uh, I want everyone to wear two coats tomorrow uh, in tribute. I'm you're not doing that. Two, I will die.
0: I was going to say, you're going to wear two coats tomorrow when you've got you know three quarters of your country on fire in the middle of summer.
2: It's actually quite cold where I am at the moment, but that won't last very long.
1: Define cold. Yeah. <laughs> Define cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's summer for you down there, Bruce.
2: Yeah, I know. It's just one of those rare days where we're getting a break from being cooked alive.
0: So, so anyways, um, yeah, uh, Gloriol Summer Bloom. Um, very pretty model. This is for Blood Bowl. Um, it's it's a really pretty model, and I cannot say enough how pretty this model is.
2: Yeah. So, this is uh, one of the heroes available to the Wood Elf faction. Um, when I was playing in the past, I've never played with Wood Elves. Um, and I was never really one for taking, I'm going to call them superstars because I can't remember what the actual in-game term is. Um, uh, superstar, something
0: like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She is absolutely gorgeous. Um, there is some significant gaps I can see in the model, but they're placed in very clever places that look like they're supposed to be there. It's like there's pieces like the ribbons and stuff coming off the back of her model, Uh, have significant gaps between them and the model, but they're where you would naturally expect them to be.
1: Same with their hair. I mean, but that can be easily blended as you paint it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I can see it. there's a seam there in the middle where you can see where they've connected it but um this is looking really good
0: yeah but i mean like i said there's a reason why i said pretty how many times because i mean it is it it wouldn't take much to really you know just make it pop and and look really good
2: Um, the pictures that you're looking at have been painted with a combination of contrast and traditional paints
0: oh really interesting Um,
2: yeah if you go down a little bit further it, it shows you the colors that they've used Um, but this is that they're starting to do models the way that you would expect that they're using the range for.
0: Oh, that's even better that they're, they're starting to do that now too. So
2: yeah, I mean, the website itself has been doing it for a while, but it's never been obvious where it was. They're kind of putting it more in the forefront now. Uh, they used to do it on the GW website a lot, not so much on the forge world side. So they're kind of moving it across, which is good to say. There's also yeah. been some um, New Year Open Day stuff revealing the whisperings of Hish. We're getting actual traditional elves back again at some point this year. Yeah,
0: yeah well i mean for those who are interested in elves yay um looking at some of these uh here uh, there's that weird um cat thing i don't know what yeah. else to call it but it is a weird cat thing and that looks really weird
2: all of those monsters in the middle of the page that you're looking at there were revealed a couple of months ago uh they're just giving another look at them at this particular point um for those that are into the hairdressers of the fantasy world Teclas is now a god, and he is bringing back the quote-unquote proper elves. I am um, i have written it as elf, but they are elves, and I will always call them elves. Um, the other thing here is there's a new Beastgrave group, which is a giant troll-looking guy with a saber-toothed cat. And a bunch of goblins. I love the goblins. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just love the g. Go- There's a goblin with a I big like axe go- that's riding on top of another goblin. <laughs> that makes sense for goblins.
0: Um. The the other one though, I, I I'm liking the uh the reverse saber tooth tusk dog. Yeah. I can't think of what else. I mean, yeah. Um. With it, the giant it's crossbow. Games Workshop minis. Yeah. I mean, the, the minis Games Workshop is their minis are just on point anymore these days. Uh. Yeah. If anything, I'm saying I would say they're getting too good almost because if you scroll down a little bit past the uh, sisters of battle and you get the into something weird like the the flayed ones with the tentacle arms and the tortured dudes that are chained into a servitor body and yeah, yeah I mean they look stunning they're also disturbing they're supposed to be though I-, I get that they're just they're very disturbing and then what the heck is it with the little skull. Headed uh, Cherub Angel things...
2: They're, I mean, they're not new. They've been around for a while. Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, what is
1: it? With that? It's just
2: it, it, I don't get what what's with the bird.
1: Yeah, it's a weird concept.
2: Because they there show a it. bird as well, but I can't see where the bird actually is, unless it's yeah. just an optional piece,
0: like a, 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 a an optional uh, pose, an optional sculpt. Yeah, yeah. I do Not a knife. I'm not seeing it. Um, and then um, uh there's more tau. Um, what else?
2: Uh, it's not just more tau. That's a new shadow sun. Yeah, yeah. So it's mortal um Uh, i quite like the model though the model does look really good um shadow sun's not a model that i think needed to be redone apart from the fact that it was fine cast and fine cast is horrible Um, though, to be fair, it's also been a little while since the last tower release, so I suppose they needed to do something. Um, there's three different head options, which I find a little bit odd and I'm not sure which one I prefer.
0: Um, I, I kind of like the mix of the, well, I always like helmets because helmets are easy to paint. I do like the the, the half helmet. the
2: The half helmet's a nice touch. Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the open faced one. But I'm always going to be one of those people. Like, yeah, but you would never not wear your helmet in battle. I don't care how strong you are. If you have a helmet, you're going to wear it.
0: Wear it unless you're a space wolf.
2: Yeah, but space wolves are boring and weird. And they're
0: also probably violently drunk and don't want to put a helmet on so they don't have to puke in it.
2: Yeah, my only hope for these. See, it's January 11th when the pre uh, when the pre-orders for Sisters start the real pre-orders. The only thing that I'm hoping is that they're going to be released at regular prices and we don't see the disaster that was a month and a half ago because those prices were just insulting. Um, I just I just hope that they price them regularly and don't literally double the price for every other country again. Like yours especially has well new zealand get it worse than we are look i'm not buying sisters it, it's not happening i love the models but i'm not buying them um but it's just a practice i'm tired of I think my favourite model of all of these, and it feels really weird to say this, but my favourite model of all of these is the statue. I love that statue, and oh, it's no, a really no, boring no. one. To- yeah, it, I mean, it's a really boring model to say it's your favourite, but it just looks awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it comes the with the walls. Oh
0: it's, oh, it's beautiful,
2: yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it comes with the walls or not, but I really hope it does, because that's just... A- this, it's just beautiful so yeah
0: um then you've got some pre-order stuff listed here for uh disciples of zinch and cauldron overlords is getting an uh, uh a new book
2: which uh, i was also a good boy and i remembered to link both links so that you can look at your trump dollar prices
0: well let's Based. just say 35 dollars for dice is a lot less shocking than 55 dollars for dice
2: well yeah unfortunately that's fairly common too Everything with, else um, is priced fairly normally.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, let's see. Endless spell. Uh, the endless spells aren't they're thirty-five to sixty because there's not that much difference between a U.S. and a Australian dollar these days. Oh, I
2: just meant like, as in they—they're oh. all the same prices as everybody yeah. else's models have been. Yeah. Um, it's, it's three models. Um, the, the box is the same price as everyone's. Um, um
0: new disciples of Zinch stuff. Well, the endless yeah. styles, anyways, nothing new for Calderon overlords other than the Aether war box, which is, Oh, disciples of Zinch and Calderon
2: overlords. Funny that, um, I have to say, I, I, as far as the box itself is concerned, if I had to buy it, which I'm not going to, it would be the Zinch models that I'd buy. Um,
0: Cool. Then I'll sp- I'll will split it with you, and I'll do the uh the Calderon overlords because steam.
2: Stink- the the fly the flying dwarf man.
0: Yes. Are you going to yeah. make them
2: into squats just so that you can watch the internet crumble and die?
0: No, because there's that one guy that's doing all the conversion stuff with uh ambots and stuff like that that is ruling the internet with his conversions for squats.
2: And you don't want to be compared to him. That's fair. No,
0: no, because uh, that, that j- just attempting to do that shatters my ego. <laughs>
2: um, Captain Socks, we keep on talking. Over the top of you and not giving you a chance to give your opinion.
1: No, I like the models. I mean, I, as you guys know, I Warhammer and uh, Warhammer Hordes and all these games aren't really my style, but I do like the models for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get that. I could almost see like there's the Zinch spell models. I could almost see people finding ways to use those in D anD D somehow. Um, they definitely oh, fit in with them. that aesthetic. Yeah.
0: The Dwarf ones, the night hunt one, all the Endless Spell ones could be used in a D&D campaign where you're using maps and minis. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Even the Dwarf and, Pizza Oven has a place in D&D.
2: Yeah, that's fair. And then we move on to what I started with when I was putting this together. I came across a whole heap of Kickstarter stuff, which I was like, no, I need to move this to the end. I don't want to talk about Kickstarter all day. Um, but Modellith are coming back to Kickstarter with Conan again and with a new rule set that lets you play against their Batman game, which makes me very confused because who on earth wants to have Batman versus Conan? Like, does that person even exist?
0: Um, some some deep, dark basement full of nerds um, would probably debate this. If, well, it's Conan. Yeah, but it's Batman. Yeah, but it's Conan. But
1: it's Batman. Let's yeah. It together, see what happens. It'd be an interesting
2: uh, argument as to which one of them Has their mind further gone? I'm not sure. I mean, Conan is pretty far gone, but I'm still not sure we'd compete with Bruce in that way. Some of these models are gorgeous. I love the giant snakes. They're just pretty. Yeah,
0: I'm just getting down to the the minis, and they are looking pretty good. Um, the one thing I'm I'm kind of concerned about, just just mild uh, concern, is it looks like this game might be barely complicated with all the little tokens and and stuff and the little dashboard thing that they've got there.
2: Yeah, I I haven't played the original game. I was very tempted to back it when it first came out, but I chose not to in the end just because of money. Um, the Kickstarter appears to be. I mean, it, it's definitely a sequel to the original. Um, but they don't seem to be making it very easy for those that don't or didn't come into this to begin with, um, which so would have, be the concerning thing.
0: Have they thing
2: launched this yet or no? Uh, the, no, no. The, the actual campaign does not launch until the 6th. I mean, it is the 6th for me now, but not for you guys. Um, so at the time of recording, we are looking at a preview of the page, which was made available through on tabletop. Um, If you come across the link, it comes up and advises that it is a private link. Um, This shows all of the minis, all of the tokens. Like I said, I haven't played the original game. I have heard that it's not simple, um, but not in a bad way. Um, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes, because if you're going to do something like this, you need to be able to make, you need to be able to make it easy for people that weren't in to begin with. There is a legacy pledge. I just noticed that comes with the core version of the original game, but then you've got to buy that and the new stuff so
0: well it's not it's not going to be cheap no this is not
2: going to be cheap this is looking you get tons of stuff in this so don't expect it to be cheap anyway but
0: if you're to do an all-in you're probably looking and all the prices are in euro um god i'd say you're looking at probably like a 400 euro for an all-in on this oh at At least least, yeah at least at least Um, And they they're not asking for a small amount on this Kickstarter. Um, They have the up at the top. It looks like they have the number uh, published. Uh, Obviously, nothing on it because it hasn't launched, but it looks like they are looking for seven hundred eighty one thousand one hundred sixty four U.S. dollars.
2: Yeah, it's a seven hundred euro. So seven hundred thousand euro goal. Um, if you put your mouse over the little circular dollar thing that shows you what the original thing is before it converts it. Um, You're looking at... There's an $89 pledge that they call a Bat Pledge. So if you already own the Batman Gotham City Chronicles game... Uh, and its Versus expansion, then you can grab this to add this into that. The Legacy Pledge is €99, which is what I mentioned a second ago, which is just the original core box and all you need to play the new adventure mode, which I think is just a book. Um, And then there's a Leader Pledge, which is €109, which is all of the new stuff um, and your choice of two Conan facts. So it's, it's not really laid out that well. Um, the other I have that, no doubt th- this will meet funding goal easily. The, the last but, one was extremely popular.
0: Yeah. It's, it's Conan. So the, the chances of it not making it are very slim, um, I don't know if this number is going to change, but they've only got seven days on this pledge. So, oh, I didn't um, even notice that.
1: Yeah, I saw that Yeah, and I was just like, that's not a lot of days to get 700 euros.
0: No. Damn. Um... When that changes, you know, if that changes when they, they go live and taking pledges. Yeah. Um, I mean, Super Fantasy Brawl, that was a week. They were only looking for like, what, half a mil, though, ish?
2: Yeah, but to 90. be fair, they, oh, well, look, this applies to Monolith, too, I suppose, already had a very strong core following um super fantasy brawl was meeting its target before it launched there was no question about it yeah um they just didn't want to have a huge campaign they were the reason they kept that short is they didn't want it to become dangerously large um maybe that's monolith's concern too Monolith do have a good reputation of bringing things in uh the original conan was late i don't remember how late it was but everybody ended up getting it uh you can actually buy the original game in stores um i had been considering getting that but it's like 200 dollars or more more maybe down here um which i think is like an actual relatively good price um it's just excessive i love the code world um but i have a lot of board games that i don't get a chance to play already it's hard to justify another one yeah yeah look I, i have a feeling that this is going to go berserk but
0: yeah, it, only be, seven it's, days is gonna yeah, make it. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens though when when it actually like launches. Like, are we gonna have yeah. a month to back it? Stuff like that. So, like, so it has. It's not you came back it yet. So things may change. The price may drop. Um, the days may increase. Whatever. Um,
2: next,
0: uh, I have lots to say about this uh, Kickstarter.
2: Yeah, so um, do I. I'm gonna let you guys talk first because. I'm Boy. probably I'm probably not gonna come out well on this. I have oh, very you- strong
0: opinions you and
1: i have, probably have
2: the same opinion about this bruce okay captain socks what do you think of drop top before we go all negative
1: so having just barely started getting into citadel paints i i when i got into legion and started painting more of my legion stuff that's when i really started getting into citadel most of the time i was using vallejo so uh or uh some of the other uh, bottles top uh drips yeah so yeah i can see why they're wanting to use it but those those bottles are so thick as it is it's not easy to squeeze i think and i think that's what you you, guys are well, to you that don't too. squeeze the
0: bottle is the thing. You're supposed to
1: yeah. squeeze yeah. the tip. Okay. Yeah, even still, I think I think that's gonna be a pain.
2: So there's definitely a market for this. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's met to goal in like three days or something. Um, and then which have to give go. oh yeah. Um, I have a feeling that they without having had any conversations with these people I suspect they'd be surprised it took them three days Um, people have been moving their Citadel paints across to dropper bottles for a long time it's not hard to do you do lose paint in the process there's no way around that and this does help you with that but here's the issue I have I'm going to refer to what's on the Kickstarter as prototypes because that's the assumption of what they are and when I brought this up last time, this is what the answer was from the community. I've had no response to Dr. Tabletop to this. But these drop tops are all 3D printed, every single one of them. They're using a flexible uh, filament, um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they're charging almost $2 each for them when they're maybe costing $0.05 apiece to create. Now, look, everybody deserves to make money, but nowhere in this Kickstarter does it actually say how they're going to make these. They do make it clear that this is a... Um, uh that this is a patent pending product which it should be because you need to protect your trademarks we will get back to that conversation later um but if they're caught if they're going to be charging that sort of money uh i'm sorry but i want that to be injected mold injected molded or something there's no way that 3d printing them is acceptable like not even vaguely well um
0: and, and not for that Morgan, sort of money no um because i uh uh foxhammer i'm gonna go ahead and mention him because i do like the page he seems like a pretty good guy he's got a good community going with uh, paint hub um, I I I posted on there and on Amazon I can get 15 milliliter dropper balls. That's the standard size that yep. you know, I raise this. Supply, I raise this as well. Baleo, everything comes in. I can get 50 of them for 15 US, and then I get them for
2: you know in two days with free Prime shipping for the same price. Actually, sorry, for 20 dollars you get 10 of these. Right. So this is with- absurd.
0: Now, now, I will say one caveat that they do show, and I, and I will I will say I, I would spend $2 for one of these for one application, and that's for the Blood for the Blood God technical that you can sit there and just drip it out. That's yep. worth $2 for me. That's, that is the only one. Every other use of this, it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> dip your brush and paint like you have for years or get a different paint from a different company, Scale 75, Vallejo, whatever. Or oh, move it not- across
2: to dropper bottles that cost you a matter of cents already. Right. The argument for this is that yes, but if we do it this way, then we're not losing any paint in the process. I mean, I get where they're coming from, but you do still lose paint in the process because it all sticks in the lid. There's no way that you're ever going to escape that. Um, and you're not gonna lose as much,
0: but here's my next complaint. Here's my next yep. complaint. Uh, if you look at the photos, where are they squeezing? They're not yeah, they're all the squeezing ball. the tip. That that ball is really really tough. You can't squeeze that ball. No, you have to squeeze the tip. Yeah. That may work fine if you have smaller than average and dainty fingers. When you have sausage hands like I do, I can barely fit my thumb on the you know, my thumb covers the, the entire cap on a on a game's workshop. Off. now you're wanting me to get my thumb and pointer finger on the tip to squeeze paint out of that no i it's not feasible for me
2: yeah the, the issue i have with it so two dollars each yeah sure i don't necessarily have a problem with that um because look you're not going to get these anywhere else and da 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 and look if you come up with this idea you have the right to price it the way you want but if you're going to sell these in bulk which is what they're trying to do the cheapest you can get these is is just under a dollar forty. That's not cheap. That's that that's no. not even vaguely value. It's an insult. Um, look, I'm sorry. As I said, I when this was raised, um, I went. Uh, I am sorry on this pretty quickly. I, I definitely see the market for it. There's definitely a market here for it, but. There's, I have a feeling that anybody, but anybody buying into this is going to have some serious, um, buyers regret. Um, I, I would think very long and hard before you do this because buying dropper bottles is. I'm not going to say it's easier, but you're getting what ten times the amount of them for less than half the price. there's no comparison there. It's not even a vague comparison. Um, if you're scared to try to move your stuff across, then maybe, but I just don't see the value in this. It's it's an easy and it's a lazy way of doing it, and that's fine, but it's not that much easier than the dropper bottles, um, and I'd be worried that you're going to end up with half of your paint stuck in the bottom of those bottles anyway. Yeah. Um, because it's really thick and it doesn't drip very well. Now I will say
0: this: maybe this Kickstarter will finally convince Games Workshop to, for them to realize maybe we should just put our paints in droppers.
2: No, I, so I'm, actually half, up, I'm actually half. I'm actually half waiting to see if if um, Games Workshop come down on this because there would actually be grounds for it. Uh, they are literally advertising a solution to someone else's product. Uh, you know, And they are just like, this is a solution for this. Pro-, and th- there's arguments to say that you can't do that. Um, m- most people are usually kind of subtle about when they do things like this. And I'm talking about a very popular paint range without showing the labels and stuff. Um, but they may or they may not come down on it, but it wouldn't surprise me if they come down on it.
0: Yeah. Like I said, the, like I said, the only thing I can hope for is maybe Games Workshop would just realize that, okay, we well, need to stop doing this. Now, for some of the technical stuff, you know, the thick, you know, basing stuff and everything. Yeah. You got to have like a large opening and get a large brush in there or a scraping tool to get it out and smear it on there. But for any yeah. other paint out there, their base, their layer, whatever, it can go in a freaking
1: dropper
2: yeah look games workshop have known this for a long time if games workshop were ever going to finally admit wrong they would have already done it because they already know they already know they're losing business because of this they choose not to do it because of whatever reason um the the, the reasons why you would support the current model is very few and far between um the only thing it's good for is helping you paint directly from the bottle which is a no-no so but that's literally how they advertise it it's literally designed that way but anyway um look i wish these guys luck. it's not a project that it is a project that i've been following since it launched um it's not one that i can recommend um yeah I'm, i'm sorry i'm a huge negative nancy on this but this is raising several red flags to me, and they're not good red flags that they're waving. Um, it's it's not a hard product to get out. That's not what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the massive rip up, rip off that this is. And if you feel differently, I'm sorry. Um, and if by chance Doctor Tabletop ever come across this and get get offended, I'm sorry, but the pricing of this is disgusting.
0: Yeah, the pricing is outrageous. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. Um. Next. Um. <clears throat> so, if unless you've been living under a rock, uh. Oh no. Sorry. Yeah, we got one more thing. Sorry, Bruce. Continue, Bruce. I think we lost him.
1: Crazy Bruce, loosen the hoose. Should we move on to uh quote unquote color shift?
0: No, no. Uh, we're gonna wait for. Or Bruce. you want here. his discussion as well? Yes. Um. Well, this is the the this is his link stuff and everything. And um. Yeah. Th- I mean, it looks interesting, but you know, he raises some valid points. Bruce, Bruce, are you there?
1: Must have. Uh, I believe uh,
0: the internet uh, connection is having an issue. Uh, we're we're switching gears at the right time, so we're just going to pause and wait. And are you back now, Bruce? I'm back. There we go. There he is. Uh, switching topics. Uh, uh, another Marvel game. Almost, almost. In... Yeah. Now this.
2: I'm gonna have another negative Nancy's on this. I'm sorry, but um, uh, but this is gonna
0: be negative Nancy's until we get to, to Harvey Times.
2: Yeah. Um cool Mini or not are working together with a company called Spin Master Games to release a new Marvel board game. I'm just making it clear. This is not anything that's gonna issue with copyright or anything like that. This is a board game, it's a different market, it's fine. So they're doing a chibi marvel board game which shouldn't shock anybody when it comes to simon um it's very very chibi and cutesy and that look that's fine there's a market i don't actually hate chibi i, I actually I, I have some chibi models like chibi versions of um like sanguinius and stuff from 40k um this particular one i'm avoiding like the plague for starters i don't understand how disney are even vaguely okay with their license being used on kickstarter like there's there's smaller companies than disney that have went hey what the hell are you doing with our license get off kickstarter um and how many weeks ago was it that i had the conversation about how simon need to get off kickstarter right. it was quite recently and they're already there again I mean, Cool Mini or Not have a lot of board games. They have a lot of properties. They are a not a small company. They are a huge company. And i point that out because it's the first defense that everybody throws on. Yes, but they're not a big company. And No, no, no. Seamon are huge. They have two or three of the largest board games in the retail space. And I mean for sales. Um, cool Mini or Not have been exploiting Kickstarter for a terribly disgusting amount of time uh, spin master games is another story I, I, they appear to be new to the space um, they definitely deserve uh success so on and so forth um i'm not going to say that this is giving me red flags but i'm avoiding this for to me the obvious reasons because quite fr- cool many or not have some horrible practices when it comes to Kickstarter. Um, It's another company that because they're popular, get a pass. Um, And I'm going to leave it at that. Look, I mean, the aesthetic of it is going to be love or hate because it's chibi. Chibi is always love or hate. Um, I think that releasing this so fast after Marvel Crisis Protocol is a mistake only because it's really, really close and even though it's not the same sort of game the comparison's going to be there and i'm sorry but the quality is not going to look the same i mean it can't look the same because it's not the same thing but most of the market don't see that they're just going to go oh wait what are you doing you're copying this other one which is not what's going on but that's going to be the accusation um yeah i actually came across this product because of the marvel crisis protocol groups um I kind of made my opinion. I didn't talk about why I had problems with Simon. I just said, look, I've made my opinions on Simon clear enough times. Um, I will be avoiding this because of their practices. Um, but yeah, yay! I'm a negative Nancy today. I really don't mean to be.
1: No, I have to agree with you, Bruce, because MCP Marvel uh, Critical Protocol or whatever it is seems to be really popular. I mean, it's it's picking up steam in my little local store. Uh, from what I understand, they're selling it pretty well, and uh, so yeah, I don't think this is. I mean, it might go well for CMON, but who knows?
2: Yeah, I think that would have been smarter to have left it a few months before they did this. Now, in saying that, this hasn't gone live yet. This is a. This is coming to kickstart a video but i think they would have been smarter to wait at least three or four months
0: now with that being said i'm not going to disagree with your your take on you know they're big enough where they don't need to you know crowdfund to get a new project go i i think what they're doing is they're they're doing this to see you know is it worth their time to spend the money to make it and oh look we already got the money to make it so we'll just make it um i i'm not a fan of that um that being said and i'll talk about this um in game talk i i think there is some appeal of of the similar intellectual property, but in a slightly different gaming setup, and like I said, I'll talk about that here in uh, in game talk. Um, yeah,
2: that's that's fair. I mean, th- the issue I have with the crowdfunding is the Marvel license is almost permission to print money uh there's yeah. no question as to whether this is going to be successful this does not belong on kickstarter to be fair the batman game didn't deserve to be on kickstarter either but that was being made by a company that had very little product out there so that was where it's a they only had one game before that so this isn't that they monolith are not a company that have 50 or so different kickstarters and have a huge financial backing um, on R uh, and that that's the difference that they're using one of the world's most popular licenses that is, almost universally loved. There are people that hate Marvel, but it's usually out of spite more than anything I, I else. I, was
0: gonna, I, I don't think of anything bigger right now than Marvel. I no. mean, if you look at the the top five, you know, highest grossing movies within the last two years. Yeah. all Marvel. Um, if you're looking at, you know, uh, the biggest generational, you know, like, you know, how far back can you go with, you know, someone my age versus, you know, kids, you know, it's like we all know this stuff. It, it is, there's only like, a handful and maybe not even a handful maybe just two three of intellectual properties that have this same kind of reach across generations and genres and types and groups of people
2: yeah does that mean that they're automatically going to um like make products well, no. well well actually, yeah. that's a good point too um but there's a ton of marvel board games out there already which is also another problem um it just it doesn't belong on kickstarter the only thing this does is take away from the people that are on kickstarter because they have no other choice um kickstarter is a wonderful thing i don't use it as much as i used to but it's a wonderful thing um but there's companies that need to stop exploiting it at this stage for sure so um,
0: yeah. Now, let's move on to the, the last topic where we are going to poo-poo on stuff. Um, yeah. And I, I will go ahead and start on this. So unless you've been living under a rock, uh, Green Stuff World went thermonuclear and did a copyright uh, infringement on a trademark of a YouTuber doing a review video. So, so many things wrong here with, with how it was done. So, uh, you post that video in our chat to watch Bruce and I did, and it enlightened a lot of things. So I'm going to start here. She's in Canada. Trademark is in Spain. Green Stuff World filed the the, the, the form and everything, however you do it, on YouTube, because YouTube did not do it, it was something Green Stuff World did on a copyright infringement on what was actually a trademark. The other big issue is it's a trademark, not a copyright. They're in Spain, that's where the trademark is. She's in Canada, she's a reviewer, she has free license to review a product as she has the product, which Vallejo at the time had color shift on it. Okay, I'll let you guys input now real quick.
2: Yeah. Okay. Now it, it's worth noting that we are not saying the Green Stuff Right do not have the right to protect their copyright. They do. How they came across that copyright is a completely different article so, so argument for a completely different day. Because we, we had a huge right back there. and forth on this.
0: I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there too. So it is a trademark, not a copyright. The copyright is producing a specific thing. They don't have a copyright, they have a trademark. And they they still have
2: the right to protect
0: it though. Right, but they have a right to protect the trademark they don't have a copyright, which is what they did was a copyright infringement.
2: Yes. But as I said, that is a different argument for a different day. It was leading somewhere and you interrupted me. Sorry. No. Look, any company that have a product, have the right to protect it. Whether they invented that product or not is completely irrelevant. Whether Green Stuff World deserve a trademark or a copy on this is completely irrelevant. It was largely believed that they were the first to the market with this product. That apparently is untrue, but I have not been able to verify that. Uh, they certainly were the first with a reception that was large. Um, but their product was pretty much immediately successful. Um, they certainly it wasn't the reason that they were discovered, but Green Stuff World had a very, very huge success with color shift paints. Uh they did not create color shift paints uh or chameleon paints. They have existed, well, at least from the 70s. Um, it may be longer ago than that. Um the terms color shift and chameleon paints, which is what the trademarks are for, um, and only
0: in spain
2: only in spain yes and trademarks when you file a trademark you have to be very specific about what it's for so these are specifically for the tabletop world so it does not well it doesn't affect auto, the auto world because spain doesn't have an auto manufacturing that i know of anyway um, anyway um, the comparison i used with you george was that In Australia, there is a type of slipper known as an Ugg boot. This has existed since the very, very, like this is 100 or so years. It's very old. It's to the point where it's a traditional Australian thing at this point. Um, There was a model called Confessions of a Shopaholic that came out 10, 15 years ago, um, where they were used in the movie and almost become like an overnight fashion thing in the U.S., as a result of that, there was a US company that took a trademark on the world on the word "ug" uh, and stole the use of that name from Australia because it had never been copyrighted. Uh, they actually did do it properly, though. They actually got a copyright, not just a trademark, um, because they were too clever. Uh, there was massive court battles over that. It was withheld, so it was upheld. Uh, the Australian companies did win back the right to do their own thing, but only within Australia, which is where 75% of them are from anyway. So the issue with this is that there is precedence for it. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not, um, because whether Green Stuff World deserved the right to have the trademark or not is completely irrelevant here because the YouTuber had nothing to do with the court battles. Um, Green Stuff World, in their apology and in well, in their apology, they stated that it was a mistake on their part. They only admitted this after saying another story earlier on. Uh, and it's worth noting that the YouTuber in question here could not have possibly have been nicer about this entire situation. Uh, there was no... No, absolutely
0: not. No. I there mean, was absolutely
2: was... no anger thrown yeah. around about this. She was very much... I don't understand how this has happened and da 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 da. The community got behind this person and supported that person. And when I say the community, this has been supported by Black like magic craft, several other huge entities. Uh, it was covered by, uh, I think Luke's APS got involved as well. Like there was massive, massive people behind this. Uh, there's not a Facebook group I in our hobby that hasn't covered this. Uh, I don't think we were the first to jump on, but we were very, very early on. You caught up on this very, very early. And it was you that deserves the credit for that, George, not, yeah, not us. No, too.
0: I, I was just scrolling through my feed and it was on one of the pages I followed. And I saw this, and I was just like, what? And I started watching the video, and I'm like, well, that it, it is crap, you know, because
2: Yeah. There's no reason
0: for them to go after her like that. Period.
2: No. Um, the story they gave her initially, uh, and you can if you go for Sword and Shields. As far as she's concerned, this is done. And it is done. Uh, But Sword and Shield have a video explaining what it was. Sorry, Sword and Shield. Shield, sorry. Uh, Steel, rather. Um, Explaining what happened. And in that video, and she had been showing emails and stuff. So this isn't just hearsay. This is something that actually was said by Green Stuff World. They said that they told YouTube that anything that mentions these products needs to be taken down because it's currently in the courts. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, but that's not what they did. And there is evidence to show that green stuff world actually flagged this themselves. Now they have admitted now because of the outrage, um, that it was a mistake on their part and that it shouldn't have happened, but that doesn't make it any less wrong. Um,
0: well, and then it's also worth mentioning in the video that uh, that you posted in our chat, the most recent one that she posted up, that Green Stuff World asked her to take that video down. Where she was like, "Why was my video taken down?" Green Stuff World yeah. does not want that video up anymore because it shows how wrong they, you know, the the um, uh, what's the word, um, the flag. Well, deceit, um, how how wrong they were on... Oh, we didn't mean for it to happen like that. We just didn't want this video up because of this. Yeah, You can't do anything about that. It's free license for review. That's that's how it works.
2: See, the problem with this is not just on Green Stuff World either, though. And no, I'm not about to point fingers at Sword and, shield, sword and Steel. Sorry, I keep on saying Sword and Shield because that's where Sword normally rolled, leads
0: to. Yeah, it's, yeah, it rolls off the tongue.
2: Yeah. YouTube have a problem with their algorithm and they've had an issue with their algorithm algorithm for a long time the copyright strike and the way that it works is automated and unless you put a dispute in to fight it no human will actually look at whether there's grounds for it or not this has been a huge problem in the video game community for a large large amount of time uh, the first person that comes to mind for me would be jimquisition uh, who is one of the rather larger review entities uh, it's not just him, but any reviewer that puts negative feedback out quite often get copyright striked to demonetize that video so that it gets lost in the algorithm. Um, and so that their negative review, neg- yeah, negative review gets punished um it, it's been a huge criticism of youtube for at least a couple of years at this point and this is just the most recent evidence of the fact that that system is broken because it gets it can get exploited for the wrong reasons and th- this was the wrong reasons um turbo Dorks and vallejo both have products out now to compete um they have both had to change the names of their product fairly recently Um, Well, and and it's also interesting to point out, too, and I grabbed a screenshot
0: of this, so I I have photographic evidence. Turbo Dorks was using the term color shift back on August 19th of last year when Green Stuff World was saying, oh, we have this trademark. Well, why didn't you say or do anything back then? You couldn't. And now you're, you know, so they already don't have, you know, a solid ground for So, And I I think they're trying to do as much as they can, as quick as they can to protect and control, I guess.
2: They were the, Green Stuff World were the first to get notified for this product they they were out before TurboDork, um and then basically what i said and when these products were so we covered the vallejo stuff when it was first announced before it was launched and we did touch on the fact that they were not the first to the market but and, and at the time green stuff world had a larger range that's not necessarily the case anymore they're about equal now uh TurboDorks, their range is quite extensive now too that was not always the case but clearly glaring stuff would have had filed these trademarks. I don't remember the dates, but it was at some point in September. I want to say September 30th. There is evidence somewhere of where it was done, or when it was done, sorry. Uh, and it was clearly done for this reason. Look, we have this product. We're going to lose market share at this point. We need to protect this now. Um, like I said, the argument here is not whether or not just, there's there's things in place for that. That's for the courts to decide um cop- the whole problem with copyright has been broken for decades this is nothing new um there's a lot of history of people taking co- trademarks on stuff they didn't create um you can go back y- you can arguably go back to the light bulb on that one uh oh sorry no not the light bulb it was the telephone um and it was a literally a matter of minutes in that particular case So it's not an old, it's not a new argument. It's a very old one. Look, Greenstuff World have mucked up. They have admitted that they mucked up at this point. Um, It's going to be up to Greenstuff World to kind of step forward and make sure that they don't do these sort of things again. Um, They're not as small a company as they like to make themselves out to be, but they're certainly not a huge company like Vallejo. Um, If Vallejo wanted to do something about this, they would have the money to probably get their way. I suspect uh, not that money is everything, but, um, certainly not in the court world, but at the same time, I'm not entirely convinced that it would be worth the money to try and fight it because realistically they've changed the name. It's been done and it's not going to hurt the sales of it because it's called shifters instead of color shift. Um, and,
0: and, and let's be honest too. It's Vallejo. Uh, Vallejo yeah. is going to sell 10 times the paint, uh, the, then stuff world just off name alone, regardless yep. of what the paint
2: because why am i going to risk this green stuff world product i've never heard of when i know that Vallejo do a good product exactly turbo docs have exactly the same problem turbo docs are a new brand to the market well newish ish um, so vallejo being there automatically hurts them too uh, this isn't about turbo docs versus vallejo which is that they are the it these are the three the entities market. that's currently in the the space yeah um there has been evidence that served recently of other instances where green stuff would have done this in the hobby space. We have chosen not to copy uh, to cover that at this stage because that article is all hearsay and we felt it was best not to touch on things that are not documented and evident um, properly. Uh, we do thank those that shared the information with us, but we would rather not risk getting done for not liable uh slander um when we don't have evidence to suggest that it's actually true
0: versus what we've talked about it's it's we've seen the email this is we've all documented
2: yeah, it's I all 100 percent accurate
0: yeah um and and quite frankly green stuff world is not happy about it so no Which they, Look, they shouldn't I, be they, i am they
2: screwed up bad. I, I am a customer of green stuff world we have discussed green stuff world several times uh, I, I think you have some of their stuff as well, George, right? Yep, I do. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, because you brought it before I did. Um, I don't know about, do you have any of
1: their stuff? No, I don't have any of their stuff. I have thought about getting some, uh, color shift of some sort out there for when I eventually get to my scourge for drop fleet, but, uh, until then, uh, I haven't touched any of it.
2: Yeah. And that's what I did. I, I have all three of their color shift boxes. Um, there's zero reason for me to get the Vallejo stuff at this point. Uh, not because I don't, I don't have a problem with the line. It's just, there's no point in me buying it because I've already, I already pretty much own it. Um, they do have a couple of shades there that I don't have the equivalents of, but I'm not using all of the shades I have now. So it's not really a big deal to me. Um the reason I point out that with the wear customers is we're not hating on Green Stuff World because oh it's really popular to hate on Green Stuff World right now. We we are actually we've covered them before. Uh, I have given huge praise to Green Stuff World before, with a couple of exceptions. Um their UV resin is, in my opinion, garbage uh and falsely advertised um it was a giant disaster when i tried using it um there are other people out there that had great success with it some of them are very large entities um it's not the first issue i've come across on green stuff world but i am still a customer of green stuff world um it's just it's going to be up to green stuff world to fix their mistake at this point um and only they can do that they're going to have to be very careful about how they're perceived because. Right or wrong, people are going to look at Green Stuff World very carefully at this point. Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. So they're just going to have to be careful because it's going to be very easy to throw shade at Green Stuff World when they probably don't deserve it. Uh, But we'll, we'll just have to see how the community goes. I'm not entirely convinced that the talks of boycotts are fair because there's more to this than just that YouTube video and they've already admitted fault to that. They, they have Look, because they did it after the fact doesn't really matter. They've still apologised and admitted that they did the wrong thing. There are a lot of companies out there that don't do that. Greens, um, Games Workshop still don't do that. As much as they've improved, they still don't admit when they've done the wrong thing. Um, yeah. All right. Take it well, as you will. That. Let's do this. Bruce, hobby snapshot? Uh, Yeah, I didn't change the wording of that. (laughs) Um, So I've continued working on my Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, I've been trying to have to fight through the heat these last couple of weeks, so the progress has not been as strong as it had been previously, just because... You can't paint on a 35, 40 degree day. It's just too, you, your paint dries out too quickly. And a um, wet palette will only do so much too. Though I need to get my wet palette working again, um, which I can do because my new sponge finally arrived. Um, I have maybe about 60% done all of the terrain in there now. Um, there's still three posts slash um, um, street signs that I've got to do um the shop that comes in the box set is about 40 50 done the cars are about 80 90 percent done uh everything needs to be blacklined still so look progress has been there i did however finally put bases like my actual proper bases on my bushido models i am the first human in human history to actually complete a box of something before forgetting it exists Yes, I know I'm exaggerating, but I'm doing it on purpose, damn it, because I'm funny.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I've, I've completed stuff, you know, before forgetting about it. Nobody
2: ever completes things. They just buy more stuff and forget that you bought the other one.
0: <laughs> um what yeah, have you been I up started, to uh, um well uh I broke into the iron labyrinth uh Seth from uh Tt combat uh theres a YouTube video up of uh part one of my adventure into it because it's also my first mdf set of terrain too and I'm, I'm trying to do it to where it's not completely boring yes there, you know I, I'm not gonna sit there and talk a lot I'm gonna talk at the beginning and the end because but I mean you know I am sitting there going through of the stuff I'm speeding up so you're not watching me work in real time because that's... That's watching paint dry you know I can understand you know like you know let's do this for seven minutes you know so far I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with MDF terrain I, I like it um I just got a new exacto in um, that may make it a little easier for me to trim the parts out you know since they're not fully cut um yeah Uh beyond that I haven't done much else with the hobby except do that so now I just have to make sure I sit down at least once a week and do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not a small amount of stuff you've got at this point. What about you, Captain Sox? Have you actually had the chance to do anything?
1: So I uh, was gone for three weeks. Uh, pretty much the first three weeks in December, so I took a whole bunch of my uh, B-1 battle droids down there with me. Uh painted about the majority of them. Uh, some of them fell off their bases while in transit on the airline. Uh, I painted uh, Count Dooku. Uh, while I was nice. There, and then, yeah, and then so I'll get some pictures up of him. And then uh, with this, I'll talk about it here in the game talk but uh one of the local players in my store we've started a star wars legion campaign empire versus rebels so uh i'm on the rebellion side so i'm starting to get through my rebels uh finally painted to get them ready for the campaign season
2: nuts nice. um going back to mine just for a second the cars i will share some pictures of as well uh, specifically the cars because um i achieved that in maybe 20 minutes each maybe um it's certainly not perfect but given where they are which I will have to show you I'm quite happy given the small amount of time it took me. Um I probably took longer choosing the paint colors than anything else. Are we still here? Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's okay. there's I just double sure tr- No, I just got a weird beep and I wasn't sure what caused it. Um Thunderboy oh, has been Okay. Um Thunderboy has been working on his board still, the same one that we mentioned last time. Uh he mentions that he's been smoothing the cliffs and blended the city part. Um, he hasn't progressed much further at this stage. Obviously he's working with, with real life as well. Um, I certainly like what I've seen of his stuff so far. I'm definitely keen to see the finished product.
1: Yeah, it's a cool concept. He's he's having half half city area that then leads into a desert. uh, Yeah, very sparse terrain concept.
2: Uh, And otherwise, maybe it's time to move into game talk because I know George has something that he purchased that I'm sure is dying to talk about. Yes
1: talk nerdy to me so what have you brought judge
0: yeah a couple episodes ago we were talking about poldercon which we're going to mention poldercon again but we're going through the list of poldercon poldercon's in a unique um, um event because it's not a tournament or anything like that it's people show up and demo games and obviously michelle is doing drop Leaf drop zone because that's what he does he is Thunderboy. but i was going through the list and i read the name of a game called god terror and i was like what? What is God Tear? I like this out because that was the only game on the list I didn't recognize the name of. Then I looked and it's uh, a recent um, uh, Kickstarter success that has been published and whatnot uh, made by Steamforged Games which did not know it's the same group that does Gil- Guild Ball which gives me even, you know, I was even more excited once I realized that. Um, it's a board game to the layperson. It is a board game. To us it is a restricted tabletop miniature game. So with that being said, it being a board game it's much more willing to be accessible to those who are not a tabletop miniature gamer. Uh, I played a, g- a game with uh, Casey, my girlfriend. Uh, I told her it was a board game. And she was like, wow, this is actually kind of neat. And she she enjoyed playing the game. Now, there are still some kinks in the rules. Uh, you You need five points to win. Regardless of how turn one, turn two, turn three go, if you turn three, you know, if everything goes right your way, you win. Turn four, regardless, someone is winning. So turn five never happens, even though there's a turn thing for turn five. Um, there's some stuff missing from the rule book, I think, because I had to go find a mostly complete explanation from a previous prototype rule set. Um, so is it 100% complete? Mm, it's like 95% there. Um, the great thing. is is it's 50 bucks you and one person can play another 50 bucks and you have like a more in-depth game you buy one box and you have what you need for that faction there's not like 20 kits you need to buy All in two hundred bucks. I have everything for the game. Yeah, Um, I'm going to continue to play it. You know, learn. Obviously, uh, probably see if I can start a league over my FLGS. Um, On a scale of one to ten, I'm going to give the game about an eight and a half. It's making me more excited for um, Super Fantasy Brawl because it looks like it's a very similar concept of, of of a game of of a board game that's bridges the board game tabletop miniature, you know, worlds.
2: Now, you touched on the fact that your girlfriend had a game with you and liked it as well. Do we maybe finally have a convert here?
0: No, because I am looking for a dice tower so she can roll dice because she doesn't like holding that many dice in her hand to roll them. That's not uncommon, to be fair. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, there's a reason why Yahtzee has a cup, you know, so you shake the dice in a cup, so... And I think with my son, I think it'd be a lot better to have a dice tower that he can just drop the dice in and they come out rolled and he's not throwing them three quarters of the way across the table. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, now, there's numerous people out there that have painted the minis. Um, not necessary to paint the minis. Um, I may paint the minis once I get through my backlog. So uh, 2024, if we're still doing this podcast, I might have started
2: Uh if you want to get them painted quickly, if I could make a suggestion, um prime them, Zenith, you'll highlight them and then wash them with something. Um if you really want to wash them with different colours so that the different factions stand out, uh you can paint an entire box in maybe an hour. Um, well the
0: thing is too is uh there's different colours of plastic so it does stand out already. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so there's like it just means that the detail will show up. Yeah. Um, No, yeah, totally. Uh, I totally uh, get that. Um, Right now, they just look really good. um, Look like really good uh, 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 board game pieces that are just larger and super detailed, which you would expect from someone like a a minis company that's making a tabletop
2: miniature game so is it god tear or god tear i think it's god tear isn't it no it's god tear okay it's hard because the english language is stupid and has words that are spelt the same way but mean different things
0: yes um yeah uh it is god tear um, that you're're you're, you know you're fighting over tears in the, the realm that you know will give you powers to become a god
2: that's why I thought it was tear it's the God crying into the world and that's where his powers are
0: mm, I ter- heard him say god terror on uh, a staff place
2: okay I stand corrected then
0: yeah um, I, just, I
2: didn't understand how you could pick a tear up
0: right yeah well it's a, it's a tear in the reality where power seeping through so um, oh that makes
2: more sense yeah
0: yeah uh uh look out uh on our youtube channel for uh some possible battle reports on that because uh casey is interested in you know playing the game more and learning and and possibly even doing that so
2: nice how about you captain socks you had a game that you mentioned
1: yeah so uh like i said uh youtuber uh, war corgi who is one of our listeners uh and thanks for that War corgi he kind of developed a uh a campaign using star wars legion and star wars rebellion uh the board game using the board game as kind of our campaign board to to move pieces around the board. And then we uh, fight out the battles, the ground battles to take over planets using Legion. Well, I taught him how to play Armada on Friday night. He absolutely loved the game. And then he and I, uh, just the last couple of days, fangled some rules together to try and get Armada built into the game. So now we kind of have a grand campaign using the Star Wars Rebellion board to move our pieces around. But then we're going to the tabletop, whether it's Legion or Armada to to play out the battles uh, in the Star Wars universe. Nice. It, It is cool it's a cool concept that he's put together. He kind of put something together earlier this year, last earlier last year. Uh, but then he moved back to the States after retiring from the army, uh, and then, uh, has enhanced it and brought it to our, our store of about 14 players. But then he has Patreon supporters that are doing side missions that help the main factions, uh, throughout the main campaign as well. So we've got nice. Patreon support in the offshoots, but then the main players are actually doing the main portion of the campaign.
2: Nice. Nice.
1: So yeah, if anybody's interested, uh, go over to war Corgi, uh, uh, you can find them on YouTube uh, if, you're a pay- uh, if you are if you want to get on. Uh, by all means, we're looking for more players out there in the world, but also here locally in the St. Louis, uh, Illinois area. Well,
2: I did recently find some Gunga models on Thingiverse.
1: <laughs> I did see that. Uh, I've also seen some uh, Ewoks. Uh, oh, trust me, those platform. Ewoks
2: are tempting. <laughs> you, you could easily... Um, Warren from Beasts of War has made yes. a full Ewok Army by just changing the sizes of the models and changing up what's on them. Uh, that wouldn't yeah, quite work uh, with the Gungans, but it, it's kind of cool yeah. that they're, somebody's playing around with them.
1: Yeah, and speaking of new units coming out, hopefully uh, later this month, next month, we'll be getting a whole list of uh, new units, expansion units as well for uh, all four factions. So we we'll, nice. we'll all these coming out here soon.
2: I managed to resist temptation recently. Somebody was selling some of the droid stuff secondhand, and I was like, no, I don't have the money for it. So Come I was on, a good boy.
1: Bruce! Come on, Bruce.
2: I don't have the money for it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, you've been in uh got a game of MCP?
2: I did actually. Yeah, I finally got a demo game out there. I took the manager of a local gaming store through the game. Um so he was controlling America's ass and his team and I had the real heroes of the game Captain Skull on the crew. Uh, and you know that it's the real heroes of the game because Spider-Man's involved and obviously that means that, that that Red Skull is the good guy. Um no. <laughs> um i I gave i gave him the choice he wanted to go with captain america which was the way i was going to kind of suggest anyway because it's probably more fun to play with the heroes the first time around um So, first things first, yes, Marvel, Crisis, Protocols, DICE still hate me. Um, I say still because all DICE hate me unless they're D10s. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is with me and DICE. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter who manufactures them. They all end up hating me because I always roll terribly um, with a couple of small exceptions. I keep telling you it's because you're using DICE manufactured in the wrong hemisphere. It doesn't matter, though. I can buy you DICE that were created here. They will do the same thing
0: yeah but that's because you're buying dice there and the person who makes the dice knows you and they hate you so they're making bad dice for you
2: (laughs) they're all mass produced that argument doesn't quite work do you know how bad people hate you bruce (laughs) i'm just a horrible Uh, person i i take pride in how much the world wants me dead um okay so i did lose the question is how badly did i lose um well firstly i did set myself up for a couple of things captain marvel has this cool ability where if she rolls wilds she absorbs your critical hits and takes them as power. So I purposely set myself up so that he could see that except it completely failed because he had a terrible role and I had a really good one, but I did try to set myself up for fun moments like that. Wait, did I um, not
1: like you for one, for one moment in time?
2: Well, no, because I wanted the, I wanted them to do something bad. So the dice always hate me because they never do what I want them to do.
1: Okay, I see how you're, uh, your point there. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so he didn't end up getting to see it, but I kind of explained how it would have worked anyway. Um, n- none of the game was rigged to make it fun because I know people do do that with demos sometimes. I'm looking at you, GDub. Um, but I did lose and I lost really badly. It was like 15 points to three. Um, I'd lost two people off the table i almost took one of his people out but i didn't quite get there uh we ended up having to call the game early but there was no way i was coming back from that point anyway um a lot of fun we had a lot of fun i did get a couple of things wrong i already mentioned one of them which was something because i actually could have set myself up to have a better battle with somebody else uh but i still chose to go that way because i wanted captain marvel's ability to go off which didn't work Um, I did, however, get one thing wrong in the rules, which is I forgot to pay a power when you're interacting with things, which I will fix next time. Uh, but otherwise for my first game, I don't think that's a terrible rule to get wrong. It didn't really change anything on how it worked out. Uh, it just probably meant that we had more power left over than we should have. Um, all in all, like the game plays really easily. Uh, it's really quick to pick up. It's one of those games that are kind of easy to pick up, but hard to master um, we're already in talks to have another game at some point this week uh, I am still looking to head over to House of War And do something similar this week uh, Me and Chris Hall uh, Is looking to have a game up that way That's the guy that introduced me to um, Wild West Exodus So yeah, it's it's been a good week uh, I haven't got a lot of hobby done wise But I've actually had a game And I don't get a lot of games in So that's
0: good It tends to happen as you get older And have more responsibilities in life the rotating roster doesn't help. Yeah. Um what you said there about, you know, you know, easy to pick up, uh hard to master. Uh just interject real quick. That's the same way God Terra is as well. Um once you can kind of muddle through the rules, uh I found it easier to watch the staff game walk through and just, you know, watch them play the game. Um yeah. the rules are super simple
2: to pick up. That's how I realized I'd gotten the rule wrong for um the interactions was i went yeah. back and had another look at that because i was like i'm sure because i had a feeling that i wasn't doing it right but i couldn't figure out what it was because i knew that it didn't take an action because it specifically states in the rules that interacting only uses an action if the card tells you that it does which this one didn't uh and then i realized what it was it wasn't mentioning that you had to pay a power for it or i missed the part where it mentioned that.
0: yeah so um sounds like we're all having fun with lots of games um yeah Yeah.
2: i I need to get a game in with play more games i need to get a game in with bushido at some point now that i have a box that's been completed right
0: um we're running really lo- with lots of news to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we, we poo-pooed probably too much. So so let's get into... Um, um, oh, we don't have a bumper for that still because of... Yeah.
2: Um, upcoming, event- upcoming events. Upcoming events. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just skim over this very quickly. I already mentioned that I'm going to be doing demos at the House of War over these next couple of weeks. Get in touch if you want me to run you through a game. I'm more than happy to do that. These next two weeks are the best time. Otherwise, I will just have to work around when I'm available. Um same goes look if you are a local and you're attending uh good games in greensborough that's where i read i ran through with michael so the managers had a game if you want to ask him what he thought about it otherwise get in touch with me and i will meet up with you over there uh just a reminder that michelle is going to be at Poldercon demoing command uh, drop zone commander Um, if you are going to be in the area that it's poldercon.nl uh both combat company sorry not combat company both tt t- t- combat and warlord are sending some goodies over for those that take in t- for those that participate um ccg which is the local gaming store will be supporting as well um another reminder cancon the largest tournament scene in australia is coming up in a couple of weeks time it's australia day weekend so that's january 25th till the 27th so that's saturday sunday monday most tournaments are full not all of them but most of them are Um, if you're wanting to be in the area and have a look at some of the literal best players in the country duking it out this is where you want to be so, things that are sold out Age of Sigma. If last year's anything to go by, uh, Age of Sigma was twice the size of every other tournament at CanCon. I, I still impressive, don't. actually. I know. Usually, it, it's
0: if 40K dominates out over uh, its uh, Sigma.
2: Yeah. Age of Sigma was huge. I, I was really shocked. Is, is that Age just Sigma, an
0: Australian thing or? or- or is it the game bigger down there for you
2: guys? Or I don't know if it's bigger per se. I think it was probably more that's when the competitive side of the game was really starting to find its stride. So I think that was kind of the first CanCon where the competitive scene was really at its edge. And it was like, look, I have all of these options, but I want to get in on this now before everybody else does. That, that's my thoughts on sure, it anyway. Sure. Yeah. I'm
0: just curious. I just, when you said that, I was just like, really because it's usually the opposite
2: yeah age of Sigmar is completely sold out star wars legion is sold out epic armageddon is sold out people still play epic uh flames of war has a version three and a version th- for tournament running so that's not just america that's happening over here too uh they are both sold out as well the warmer hordes masters are sold out 40k is sold out uh, Song of Fire and Ice is sold out on Saturday, but not on Sunday. There's one ticket available on Sunday at the time when I wrote this last night. There's two tickets free for Infinity. So if you live in Australia and you have a strong opinion as to whether they're called potato cakes or potato scallops, you too can fight over that stupid pointless argument because we all know that they're called potato cakes. Uh, that's an inside Infinity joke. You guys won't get it. Um There's one ticket left in Bushido, and there's two tickets left in Judgment. There were other games. They were just the ones that I noted down really quickly because otherwise I'd be talking for like three and a half years. Um, Like I said earlier, CanCon is without question the largest tournament scene in the country. Uh, It's a community-run event. It's run by Canberra Gaming Society. Uh, I will not be there this year because I am working, but if you are anywhere vaguely in the area, if you've never been, go. Massive stalls, maybe not as much as PAX, but massive stalls. Um, Like I said, the literal best players in the country. Um, I forgot to write this down, but um, Middle Earth is there. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm fairly confident that the best player in the world will most likely be there. Uh, I haven't actually spoken with Carly, but I'd be very shocked if she wasn't there. So um, see if you can take down the world number one, as I said, assuming that she's there otherwise I think that's us yeah I think that's uh that's it um, um, get out, get us out there um, facebook.com getting tabled Twitter is at getting tabled the website is chakara getting tabled. Um, patreon is technically there that's patreon.com getting tabled but as we've said before work still needs to be done on that so maybe follow us for now and give us the money when you're actually getting something out of it uh george you've launched something new this week and i don't know what the address is i'm guessing it's getting tabled but i don't know
0: you know that's the one thing i loved about this name that we we were able to come up with and grab um our instagram is getting tabled
2: awesome nice
0: uh yeah so uh you can follow us on there uh uh there is one post off it's it's god terrible
2: funny that hey you know (coughs) the most recent thing that i took a picture of so yeah that's fair Cool. Well, thank you again for supporting us. Look, if you guys like listening to us, share us out with your friends, get the word out there. We're trying to grow this community as best we can. Um, Support your local gaming stores. Um, bring somebody into the game that hasn't had a game for a while. Play more that's,
0: games. And, and, and like I said, that's what I'm la- loving about God Tear. And I have so much hopes for with uh, Super Fantasy Brawl is, you know, and I, and, I, and I hope more companies start doing this is board is games that bridge the, the, the two realms, you know, and, and get more people together playing games and playing more games. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mattis at SoundImage.org. And that, gents, is a wrap. Yep.